Hey everybody, this is Keith Hancock alongside with my longtime industry pal, Christine DeVita. And welcome to another episode of Behind the Counter. We're back. Hey, Christine, how you been? Hey, Keith, how are you? How was your week? My week's been great. Really glad to be back to uh, recording and soon to be on film, our, our podcast. Yeah. Super excited. You know, the title of our show today is de Blasio beating a dead restaurant, kind of like a spoof on beating a dead horse. We said we weren't going to talk about that anymore. Remember? I know, but so much has come about since that vaccine mandate started. What, the second week of August? Yes. I think it's worth having yet another conversation about Big Bird's new decision and how it affects restaurants. So today we're going to be talking about state of the staffing, right? How it's just not New York, how his bad idea spread like cancer. San Diego. Yeah. It literally spread like cancer because cancer spreads and cancer is bad. So, you know, where are, where are all these employees? Well, you know, Keith, once you, let's just take the tri-state area as an example now, right? Because you have a lot of other states or cities within these states that are following his mandate. You know, the majority of, I would say, hourly employees, right, are not vaccinated in the tri-state area. And now this poses a bigger issue with restaurants in New York City and the tri-state area. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say exactly. I think it's a cut. So it all boils down to me from where, I'm, where I think about it as another hit on our industry. So we've been just beat up since basically March of 2020. We hit the goal line and the goal line gets pulled up. As always, that just seems to be the way that things are going. In the time of everything shut down and the unemployment boost, that was the first kick as far as staffing goes because people went and got different professions, you know? And kudos to them to some degree. They didn't just sit around. They went and acquired other skills, worried about what things were going to look like because of the things being imposed on them. So that was one hit. Now. We hit, I guess, beginning of summer, end of spring. There seems to be a light at the end of the restaurant tunnel. And what's the first thing that they do? They let us build up and then they knock it back down by putting this vaccine mandate that boils down to, it's a trendsetter. It's a guy in our area, which is a small piece. I mean, it's New York City. It's amplified because it's New York. At the end of the day, it's a small piece of America, but it's a guy who wants to run for governor. So what does a politician have to do to get reelected? They got to set a trend, right? That's it. Set a trend and hopefully it sticks. I mean, you and I both know there could be someone living in California and they're not as impacted by de Blasio. In fact, some people might not know who de Blasio is. But um, for us, you know, it's, it's him setting a trend and he'll never be governor of New York. You can put me on record stay, saying that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He has, he's, I, I just, it's on record right here, right now. All right. You've heard it first, everybody. <laughs> Keith has set the tone. Blasio will never be governor. Well, we don't Blasio. need another, another dope as a governor, number one. Right. Number two, this was just another sucker punch to the industry yep. because now it diminishes the workforce up to 60%, let's just say. And they're already struggling with staffing because of the unemployment boost. And now they're going to struggle with staffing. As soon as this unemployment boost is ready to end next month, now they throw this at, at us. 
And I think it's, it's just absolutely horrible. You're not doing the industry any justice by doing this. Right. And it, it's amazing. One thing I learned through the pandemic about the art of what we do is how restaurants really set the mood and they set an atmosphere for a town and taken out of take, like step out of New York City. And I felt it in New York City, as I'm sure that you did. You know, I, I live in New Jersey. You live in Long Island. I live in a small town with a nice, very, very typical American downtown. You know what I mean? Right. Apple pie and ice cream type feeling. And it always had a little bit of a bustle to it. You know, not like it's far from a city, but you would walk down there. You could go window shopping. It had a good atmosphere. It felt depressing to go down there, you know, right. and it was really it's amazing how I never realized how a restaurant really can set just the, the atmosphere, you know. So now what are we what are we doing? We're trying to rebuild New York or at least I thought so or, or bring it back. And restaurants is kind of like it's not the engine, but it certainly is. What do you call the thing on the front of the plane? <laughs> Help me out. The, thing the that's propeller? Thing. The propeller. Thank you. There you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it, it's, it was kind of like the propeller, you know, to bring the engine. And, and that really was guiding things. And I remember walking around downtown or midtown or Times Square, and it just felt depressing. So now some restaurants are going to have to close again. That's what's happening. Or they're going to have to resume back into the beginning of COVID. They're going to have to shut down their dining room and just do takeout. I've talked to some people who are who that was already could be a real possibility. To be honest with you, Cuomo, who's an embarrassment. Who? What? Cuomo, <laughs> he had already set the tone for this vaccine mandate when he gave restaurants in New York State the okay to go ahead and have outdoor dining for another year. So he knew what was coming down the pipeline. He set the tone, the Blasio rotting on his coattails as usual went ahead and Im implemented this vaccine mandate. Um, but I mean, there's just a lot going on. You have a ridiculous amount of restaurants suing de Blasio now. He feels that his mandate will uphold in court. I guarantee you it won't. And you come with a bunch of issues now. Staffing is one, right? Second thing is tourists. New York City is just known for its tourists, right? which contribute to the economy greatly. So now how are you going to sit there and check proof of vaccines for tourists, right? So now they don't have their vaccine, so they can't dine inside. They could go outside and eat. They could take takeout. That's fine. But now you're killing that whole revenue base by doing right. this. You know, now you have rising labor costs, right? Because you have, you have to schedule extra workers, stand by the door throughout the shift, checking vaccines, right? You have workers who just aren't going to work because they're not vaccinated. So now you're hitting the overtime rate, okay? Now you have 17 and 18-year-olds checking vaccine cards. De Blasio had no plan in place to roll out when he announced this. Um, and I also think it's a boost for the politicians in New York City because of their vaccine passports. Now there's two different vaccine passports. I actually have- There is, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there actually is. There is the New York State wallet that you could download on your iPhone, and that's called the COVID-19 Vaccination Excelsior Pass Plus. That gives it a, a QR code, and it literally gives all of your vaccine information. 
the vaccine type, where uh, the vaccine site, the lot number of vaccine, and the date that you received one or both of your doses. The second one is that you could download from the New York State website is the Excelsior Pass, which just gives you a six-month pass to show that you're vaccinated. I got vaccinated, what, April was my second dose, April 15th. So now my pass expires October 15th at 11.59 p.m. So now what does that mean? I have to go get another dose in order to be able to enter a restaurant? Well, like a lot of things, they don't have the answer for you. you know? I know people who manage smaller restaurant groups, as I'm sure you do, and they've already gone to City Hall. And what does City Hall tell them with multiple questions? What do we do if someone's doctor just straight up says they can't take the vaccine yet? Right. What if they just had COVID and they have the antibodies? Exactly. What if they're pregnant and that is also advised by a doctor? What about religious reasons? They don't have an answer for any of it. You know why? Because it was a knee-jerk reaction to get a headline. That's it. That's all that this was. And he's going to play on the fact that it was about the public health and the public safety and all that stuff. You know, cut the bullshit, de Blasio. It had nothing to do with public health or you looking out for the well-being of anybody. It had to do with your political gain. He's definitely a clout chaser, I could tell uh, you that, because that's all it was. And there's no, nothing left for you to gain because you're a loser. And it's time for you to realize that, you know, JFK said victory has a thousand fathers and defeat is an orphan and you've been defeated. Yep. Your political career is over. Maybe your wife might become, what is it? The Brooklyn Borough president. And then you can milk the city for another $200,000 a year wasted salary <laughs> that you, that you don't even deserve. That's it. Bottom line is he's destroying the city. You it know, really is. The Democratic candidate who's running for mayor has, is talking about crime and things that need to be addressed and changed. But we got, but the New York has to ride this out until, what is it, November? And I guess the, the new mayor starts in January, I think. Don't quote me on what those, that exact time frame. So there's still a lot of time for him to do a lot of damage. You know, we got September, October, November. It's like five months. Right. A lot can happen in five months. So we'll, we'll only see where, where this guy's going to bring us until then. Well, look what happened in two weeks after Cuomo gave his, uh, his two-week notice. Oh, right, he he started. He supposedly left his dog at the governor's mansion. So Yeah, he used his dog just for uh, photo ops. That's it. And that's sad. Very, very sad. But anyway, back to the restaurant news. Um, there was an article that I read in uh, the New York Post, and this was... This was on August 16th. I think this is the day that this became, uh, the mandate uh, became in effect. A New York City restaurant manager goes renegade in the face of new vaccination-proof rules. So this woman, her name is Mary Josephine Generoso. Um, She owns, I believe with her family, Rocco's. Uh, It's an Italian bakery. Uh, She posted a sign on the front of her window that says, do not discriminate against any customer. Uh, We do not discriminate against any customer based on sex, gender, race, creed, age, vaccinated or unvaccinated. All customers who wish to patronize are welcome in our establishment. You know what? Give her props. Standing up for what she believes in. Your body, your choice. Okay. She's uh, helping her business. And what's the worst that's going to happen to them? There's two fine tiers. First fine is $1,000. Second fine is $2,000. I would gladly pay 
the fines for her. I really I would. Was, I was seeing that. I was actually thinking that could almost be like a trend. So let's say it's a thousand bucks a day, two thousand. I did hear it goes up to five thousand, but I haven't been able to find anything in writing in that. Really? Charge a anti-vaxxing fee. I bet you people would pay it to help them put towards that cause. Um, what do you think? I think I think that's great. City off? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll retract that. It's an extra tax too. You know, this is just me, just me spitballing, but ways around it. Cause you don't want to, I, I, I appreciate what she's doing. Yeah. You know, I really do. But then at the end of the day, you become another source of revenue off of this boneheaded plan that they have in place. Well, you know what, if it gets to the point where it gets out of hand, we could start a GoFundMe page for these restaurants in New York city and uh, we could help them pay for their fines. Yeah, that's true too. You know, she, I'm sure she's not the only one. No, absolutely not. There's there's a lot of people out there. They're the ones they're going to go after, the ones that they support is the small ones, because no chain's going to do it. I mean, you and I come from a huge corporate background. They have to play by the book. They have brands to protect, and it's a whole other ballgame. So they're going to be, It's those are the private ones that are going to get hit like that, and they're going to be policing it. Probably not initially. Well, they, they probably, they're probably putting the infrastructure within the city um, departments now to kind of execute this, which is why they, you know, it was in effect August 13th, but it's not enforced until September 13th. So they're, they're, they're planning on gearing up to go out there and start breaking balls. Well, check this out. Jeffrey Bank, the president and CEO of a la carte restaurant. Oh, I know Jeff. Good guy. Right? Yep. He runs Carmine's on the Upper West Side and Times Square. He says he's going to support the Vax Only mandate. But he adds that it comes with its own complexities, right? His yeah, million-dollar question is, a party of eight comes in. They're all vaccinated except for one person who claims a religious exemption. What do we do? Right. Well, like I said, that's the thing the city doesn't have answers for. Because it was just, it was about the headline. That's it. It There's was no fire-ready aim. Classic political move. Just get it up on the news now and we'll figure out all the particulars later. They don't you know, have an answer for you yet. Yeah, well, I reached out to jo uh, Mary Josephine Generoso. I reached out to her and her husband, uh, and I pretty much told them, we support you 110% with what you're doing, uh, and we will donate our services to you, whether it's recruiting, marketing, web design, whatever it is, consulting, uh, just so she knows she has a wealth of support. They sent a really nice email uh, stating that um, they appreciate our support, Obviously, they're going to reach out to us, um, and um, thanks for the, the nice message that I left them. So, you know, listen, at least they know that they're supported, and we're not the only ones out there supporting them. Right. Did you send them our podcast link? I sure did. Well, I'll send, I'll send this one so she knows that she was mentioned. But, uh, but yeah, this vaccine mandate is going to be a real... Uh, a real uh, it's just another sucker punch. There's no other words. You know, you have a, a Manhattan restaurant order, owner says 20% of his staff plan to resign over New York City's uh, vaccine mandate. Now, listen, we talk about staffing. We talk about, you know, it's your body, your choice. We talk about restaurant owners who are going out on their own and doing what they want, like Rocco's Bakery in Brooklyn, right? But what about these owners who have two or three locations in the city or just chain restaurants? Okay, and they realize that their staff pool, right, has now diminished by 50%. So how are you going to run these locations? 
So what do they have to do? They have to go ahead and they have to close locations. Some people will say, well, it's a good way to trim the fat, um, restaurants that are underperforming. But that's not the real picture right now. The real picture is this, is that the workforce has always been a problem since COVID hit. We thought we were going to see the light at the end of the tunnel come September. It is now going to be a major issue again, and staffing becomes another obstacle these owners have to face. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, even on our end, when, you know, as we're recruiting for, you know, our clients in New York City, now, you know, look at that pool. That pool diminished by almost 70% because you're looking at now you're interviewing and sourcing uh, salaried managers for, you know, a wide variety of positions. And one of the questions is, are you vaccinated? Do you at least have one dose? And if it's no, I, I apologize, but, you know, um, you don't meet the qualifications of applying for this position now. But let's not forget this. It's going to also add on to the fact that people are going to have to deal with irate people. So people who work in the industry are going to have to be the ones that bear the brunt of someone's reaction. Exactly. Exactly. Additionally to that, retail doesn't have this imposed on them. Like, what the hell's the difference? It's true. I don't even understand. What's the difference between going into a packed restaurant and a pat or a packed Dwayne Reed? To me, it's almost worse because in the restaurant you're sitting where you're allowed to still take off your mask right. once you're sitting because then magically it's, the COVID's not there. So you can sit there without the mask, but you, but you have to be vaccinated. So now I go into a Dwayne Reed where people are all over the place. It's dirty. You're touching things. It's just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, well, what is the thing with restaurants aside from, in my mind, it all always goes back to one thing, a headline, a trendsetter, and a political move. Well. What about them just wearing masks? These masks were so freaking popular back in 2020. They stopped COVID. You're protected if you wear a mask. N95, you're even more protected. So if you're not vaccinated, just have them wear a mask. What is the big deal? You did it in 2020. You sit down at the table. You take your mask off. You need to get up. You put your mask on to utilize the bathroom or roam around wherever you want to roam. You get back to your table. You take your mask off and you eat. What is the big deal now? Right. Great because point. Now the Delta variant is out. There's four different other variants. By the right. time they're done, they're going to run out of the Greek alphabet at this point. Right. And there's no test out there that tells you if you have the Delta variant or not. So I want to know how they're tracking this. It's all BS. It's all, it's all politicized. It's all BS. It's they're making more than it is. Yes, COVID is real. I'm not saying that. It is very, very real. I lost some dear friends to COVID. Okay. but. The government is totally overplaying this right now. And it's affecting businesses, not just the restaurant industry. You're talking about gyms. You're talking about venues, you know, and now you have these celebrities coming out saying, well, uh, if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to, you're not going to attend my concert. You're not going to attend my movie. Okay. You're a dying breed. Also, these celebrities, Absolutely. So, you know, absolutely. Well, we'll see where it goes. You know, people can tune right into us because we'll have the, the top news and hopefully maybe even some behind the scenes news that we can dig up as to how these things play out. You know, what's going to happen when it goes to court? What's going to happen when we, um, you know, when, when judges rule on certain things, it is infringing on people's rights to force them to get vaccinated. It really is. You know, and you and I, like I said, we've said it, we're both vaccinated and whatever. It's not about whether you do or don't. It's about just the black and white of what 
what the laws are and what people's rights are. Absolutely. I agree. And even that aside from that, how you're, how you're screwing business in a place where it's already been screwed. Bottom line. Bottom line. You know, I, I, they just opened up that big Margaritaville hotel in New York in Times Square, and they're lucky that's even there at this point. Uh, because everything that's going on, that's a brand new business looking to thrive, going into the bottom part of Times Square that kind of could use a little bit uh, refurbishing or something new added to it, you know, where the Ruby Tuesdays was? Yes. On that end, you know, that needed something, and it's there, and these people want to put something like that in Times Square, then you're going to just screw them again. doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. No sense at all. Absolutely not. Well... Since we got that off our chest, on yeah. This episode. Well, hopefully, people people liked our venting session. <laughs> but seriously, we guys, you know, on this one, guys, listening to us vent. Yeah, well, we got some good news coming down the pipeline. So, because of the demand for our podcast, um, we are now going to have a podcast come out every Wednesday on a strict schedule um, to uh, to um, to allow you guys to listen and enjoy. Um, we urge you guys go ahead, drop us a note, um, in, um, Apple podcast or Spotify, uh, let us know how we're doing stuff you want us to cover or talk about. Even if you want to be a guest, we're more than happy to have anybody on in the industry. Absolutely. Like us on our Facebook page, like us on our Instagram, follow us on both. Take a a peek at our new website going live one Friday, Saturday, Saturday, I think Friday, Saturday. Saturday, the whole rebranding package is coming out, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. But uh, come and visit us at www.dhhospitalitygroup.com. Follow Behind the Counter with Davida and Hancock over at uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. That's it. Like us on everything. Send us feedback. Remember, September 1st is our launch date every Wednesday from then. Have a great night, folks.